Hello everyone, I hope you're well. Very, very quick intro. This is the audio version of a webinar on how to deliver a webinar. If you, watch the, if you want to watch the replay, I'm going to put the YouTube link in the show notes. I'm also going to include the links to the uh, website pages that I referenced in this webinar. I repeated every single question that I got asked. So if you're just listening to the audio version, you will find it useful and you will have the context. I hope you enjoy it. And if you're planning on doing a webinar, want to do a webinar, drop me a message. I'm happy to help. Good morning, everyone. I hope you are all well, you're healthy. We're back with another webinar. So thank you so much for joining me. Today is going to be a webinar on how to deliver a webinar. Who would have thought it? Um, so a bit of a bit of housekeeping, as I want you guys to get the most out of this, be involved. Firstly, yeah, where Cameron Skinner has, has just messaged, you can communicate in there to either each other or you can answer the questions that I ask you guys. Um, I, I definitely want you guys involved. And along the way, as I go through this, I'll be asking you some questions. So there's firstly that. Then secondly, um, the other tab that you'll be able to click is Q and A. Um, so ask your questions here. What I always do is just submit that. Then all of you should be able to see that and click on Q and A. And what you'll be able to do is click upvote to and on the questions that you like the look of and you want to be answered. So um, webinar inception. <laughs> yeah. So look, let, let's do this. Um, we've got an hour, but may maybe a bit shorter. I'm I'm basically just going to unload what I've learned over the last four or so weeks in hope to help all of you guys take action on a webinar idea that you have, or even if you're thinking, you know what, I'd love to do a webinar, then hopefully this will give you the confidence to take action. That is what I'd love all of you to do. So first things first, objectives of this webinar, what we're going to do is I want to leave all of you with practical ideas on what you can do webinars about from the conversations that I've been having with people, it's more, it's, it's not so much the ideas of what to do a webinar on. It's more so of actually delivering one, but I've written down some, some ideas that all of you can sort of, um, make to your own market and hopefully they'll give you some ideas. So secondly, give you all some practical advice on the tech that you can use that's probably the most common question that all of you guys submitted. What tech do I use? Do I need a microphone? What equipment do I need to use? These types of things. So I, I will give all of that to you in a non-bullshit way and just say, look, this is what you need. Uh, I don't want all of you to get too overcomplicated with what tech you need to use because it's once you've decided, you crack on and do it. Um, want to give you some some uh, just practical tips uh, on what I've learned over the last four weeks on on doing quite a few of these. So tips and things that I um, learned along the way. And then, as always, want to make it really clear on how this can help all of you and benefit all of you on in a sales capacity. 
have a couple of clients that have started webinars, done webinars, and also just a couple of recruiters that I've spoken to the network, which I've sort of pulled this from and, and heard it's working and working really well. So I want to give you that as well. And then plenty of time to answer your questions. So that that is what we're going to be um, doing today. So who am I? As you all know, Hisham Azuz and the business that I have, Azuz Branding, is completely dedicated to helping recruiters build their personal brands so they can become the go-to recruits within their niche. That That is who am I and what I do. So <clears throat> before COVID-19, before coronavirus, I, I honestly had no intention of doing webinars at all. Some of you may know that I host a, a podcast called The Recruitment Rollercoaster, and I had planned to do the, the second live event in March, on March the 19th. But because obviously with everything that went on, I had to postpone that. So I was actually unsure and not, if I'm honest, not really that keen to do it online. But when things started to escalate and things obviously changed quite quickly, I was like, well, hang on a minute. I've, I've got people that have already dedicated to wanting to come to the event. I, I'd be stupid to not bring this online or at least give it a go. So just to be honest with you all guys, doing webinars and these types of things, it wasn't part of a a really cool strategy it came from the circumstances um and that was the opportunity that presented itself and i think a lot of recruiters and businesses are are taking this opportunity everyone are is doing webinars but who who are doing valuable webinars to your market and your niche not sure probably not that many so first things first what can you do a webinar on so feel free, if you've got an idea and you just want to sort of float it or share or say this is what I'm thinking, pull it in the, the public chat box as I'm going through this and just feel free to drop it in there and I can talk about it, um, give you my two pence. But the sort of ideas that I'm seeing, I'm, I'm just going to, I've broken it down into clients and candidates. So firstly, like if you were to host a webinar on simply an open chat with people in your industry on how them how they're finding the market right now how it's impacted them what they're doing how they're adapting like that that is a, a perfectly good idea and something that you could probably all execute so if you were to get two hiring managers free clients to come on in a sort of panel setting where you the the intention and the theme and the idea is to talk about surviving and getting ready uh, for the bounce back of coronavirus in your market, that is a perfectly good idea. And people will want to listen and know what other people are thinking. So if that, even if your idea is simply, we're on, on this webinar, we're talking about surviving the coronavirus and getting ready for the bounce back. That's more than a good idea, good idea. And people want to know and learn from other people's perspectives and, and how other people are thinking about it. So that's a perfectly good idea that all of you could execute. And I'm seeing quite a few people do that. I think it's a no-brainer. Um, and then the other one, because I'm having so many conversations about it and, and it's going to be a headache for a lot of people, is hiring remotely, pulling together hiring managers to discuss how they're hiring and how they've adapted to their onboarding process and creating a webinar in which you pull hiring managers together to discuss and talk about how they're adapting their hiring process, how they've done it, their learnings, blah, 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 for other people's benefit to collaborate and share ideas. 
So again, that's that's a perfectly good one to talk about that I'd be confident that most of the hiring managers that you speak to will be having this headache. And if you could speak to hiring managers and say, look, we're putting this on, on this webinar with, we've got different leaders on there that are going to share how they've adapted their onboarding process, how they've onboarded uh, people remotely. And um, we're going to talk about how they've done it, how it's been different, the challenges, blah, blah, blah. That would be valuable for a lot of people. And and that's a, another good idea that I think hopefully uh, a lot of you can action for those of you that aren't on um, furlough. <laughs> if you're on furlough, it's a bit of a, a different game. Um, and then candidate side, I think I'm seeing a lot of recruiters do stuff like this. And I think it's a great opportunity to deliver some real value to candidates in your market. So you could break down maybe a, a series of webinars on sort of just focus on candidates and you could do things like um making sure that you're ready for the bounce back from a candidate perspective so sort of making sure that um helping people with their cvs and doing an active sort of webinar on what your cv should look like doing a bit of a cv clinic to make sure that people are well equipped and know exactly what they should be spending time on right now to make sure that they're um at the the front of the pack when there's going to be a clearly a scramble to get new opportunities um as we start bouncing back out of this so part of that could be making sure your linkedin profile is in check um and also just having um open conversations with candidates and people in your market around how they're finding the market what's going on what they're doing how they remain motivated how they find them working remotely again i think just sort of bringing people together to talk openly about how they're finding it what they're doing is more than a valid idea and something that all of you could action and then the other sort of candidate um, idea, which I think could be really cool and all of you could definitely execute is stories of starting remotely and working from home. So if you could put together a panel of people that have worked from home for a good period of time, then why can't you bring those people together? And the sort of theme is remaining motivated by working uh, at, whilst working from home and you just have a real open honest conversation with people around how they've um they've done it for x amount of years what are, what have you done to ensure that you sort of remain productive um and these types of things just to share um advice again on on things that we know candidates are going to be struggling with right now and um are going to be thinking about so they're, they're the ideas that I sort of jotted down that I'm seeing, that I'm speaking to people about. And also, let's not forget, guys, that you, you have direct access to your target market. Pick up, if you're not sure of what to do a webinar on, but you want to do one, pick up the phone and ask your clients and candidates. Simple as that. Pick up the phone and say, look, we want to really sort of play our part during this period. We've we've got, we want to try and deliver some value to, to the market we're thinking about doing a webinar what would you find really useful for me to do a webinar on oh you know what he should be great if you could do some stuff around hiring remotely or um preparing for video interviews whatever it may be if you're not sure ask your clients and candidates okay and as i said if you if you have um if you have an idea that you just want to put in the pop in the chat let me know and I'll, I'll give you my two pence if you want to pop it in there and I'll do that. Okay, so next one. So you have the idea, what tech do I use? This is the, the worry. So first and foremost, like I would start with 
piece of software that is not going to cost you an arm and a leg and is going to prevent you from starting and getting your first webinar booked in. So the 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 most um, easiest option to go for and the most reliable will be Zoom, 100%. So in terms of how much it's going to cost you, you're going to need a, you're going to need a pro license that costs eleven ninety nine, and you can then add a webinar add-on that's £32 a month. So if you really wanted to, you could add the webinar add-on to Zoom in the first month, do your first one in that month, and then cancel it. Like the the Zoom the Zoom option is what you should go for definitely. That and it will and that webinar will give you up to a hundred seats as well. And then if you're further down the line, and I my hundred percent advice would be to start with Zoom because it's most cost effective, easiest to do. You might be sort of familiar with it because you've been doing video calls on there, whatever. I would start with Zoom. And then if you've done one or two and you want to sort of level up the game a bit, it's got some quite good traction. You've managed to get you've more than 100 people signed up or whatever. I would then look at potentially investing in um, something that's got a bit more marketing capability. You can do a bit more cool stuff. And that's when you could look to spend a bit more money on it. But 100% use Zoom, definitely. And then what you could look at. So what we're on now and what I'm using is called Big Marker. So I pay 140 quid a month that I can cancel at any time, which I'll probably do as we start bouncing back out of this, depending on how many webinars I want to do. We'll see. But I can cancel that any, at any period. Or you can, um, the, the other one that I'd recommend, which I looked at was um, a, a piece of software called Webinar Jam, which you can only pay for the year, which is 562 quid. So I, I didn't want to pay for the full year. Um, and so I went with Big Marker. But honestly, guys, the tech confusion just use zoom and the video that i watched to help me decide this i'm going to put in here now so should be able to yeah okay cool you can click that so that that youtube link that i just sent in the public in the public chat um click that have the tab open and watch it if you if you want to just alleviate the sort of confusion on the tech piece watch that video because I did that one weekend and then I just decided what I was going to do. But there's this chap that, that does a 20-minute interview, a 20-minute um, review on webinar software. And he'll give you his recommend, recommendations on there. And you can just watch that and then just make a decision. So that, that is what I would do. Uh, Q&A, is Zoom just a monthly subscription that you can cancel at any time? Yeah, Chris. Yeah, it is. So that that would be my uh, best advice. But if you if you want to know a bit more and get a bit more context to what I've said, just click on that YouTube link, watch it later, okay? But, okay, sorry. And then the other part, what you could also do, which is an option, is use Zoom and Eventbrite. So you, you, if you've been attending webinars, you might have experienced this. So one of the down, one of the downfalls of Zoom is, in terms of the webinar piece, is that the sort of landing page that you can create with webinar isn't that great. It just doesn't look that great. It doesn't look sexy. It just look, it doesn't look that that appealing at all. Um, and that's one of the sort of advantages of using and paying more for something like this because you can create landing pages really easy. You can make it on brand and and stuff like that. But that's why quite a few people use Eventbrite. If you haven't used Eventbrite, honestly, I, it's such a great tool. And um, obviously, I started using it with the the podcast live events, and honestly, it's great. So with Eventbrite, you can create just a bit more user friendly and nicer 
sort of pages where people can sign up to your webinar so you can that's free as well so you can use zoom and eventbrite if you really wanted to and then all you would simply do is you'd obviously create you'd get the all the emails from the registrations and you then obviously email them with the zoom link and the details it's the the eventbrite will essentially um act as your landing page for the webinar so either just use zoom or potentially use Zoom and Eventbrite. That's a, a good mix. And then the other thing is, what microphone do you use? Do you need to buy a microphone? Obviously, I'm using a microphone right now, but the only reason why I, I had one and brought one is because I host a podcast. So I wanted this in case I ever did remote um, interviews, and this is a, a really simple USB microphone. So this microphone that I'm using is called a, a Blue Yeti microphone, and it costs 100 or 110 quid. You don't need to buy something like this. You really don't. Honestly, if you were to just use headphones like this, what I've got on now, or just the Apple headphones that you can use and plug into your laptop or just AirPods or just headphones, that will be more than suffice. That that will be fine. I think what, what I always try and prevent people from just using is just speaking to the laptop and just having the lap, like just speaking directly at the laptop. I've always found that, that that's where the quality can sometimes be a bit of an issue, but it can also be okay. So in terms of a microphone and do you need to buy anything? No, like if you, I'm sure I'm confident that a lot of you will have headphones in the house, like that is more than good enough. I think why that's more than good enough is because if you're not just speaking into your laptop microphone, you're, you then haven't got like people's voices and sound coming out of the laptop, like out of the actual sound on the speakers. And then you're speaking to it. And that's where it can just get, a bit messy so yeah don't feel like you need to buy some fancy microphone you don't and when you're then communicating if if, if you're doing a webinar with other people and I'm, I'm going to go on to sort of how you can approach it but if you're just as i'm talking about this if you're doing a webinar where you have other people on the webinar what i always say to them is look what what i'd really appreciate is if you could um in terms of like tech, what I need them to do is I'll just say to them, I need you to be in a quiet room. And if you have headphones, that would be my preference for you, for you to use rather than just obviously speaking directly into the laptop microphone. It's not the end of the world if you do, but I'd really appreciate it if you um, came to the webinar or attended the webinar with headphones. And that is more than good enough. And that's what I've done every time. And it's been fine. That's my advice on on the the tech piece, guys. If there's anything else you're not sure of, then shoot me a message. But honestly, don't overcomplicate it. Like, just don't like for me. Pick one, Zoom, take action, do it, and learn. It's as simple as that. Don't overcomplicate the tech the tech piece. That whatever tech you use is going to be capable of doing what you need it to do. What you need to just focus on is doing it taking action, doing your first webinar, and then learning as to how you can do it better next time. That That's just the, the final point on that. <clears throat> so top sort of practical tips and advice on actually delivering a webinar are as follows. And I'll send the, um, I'll send the, I'll send the uh, slides after, by the way. Um, actually, what I might do, oh, I didn't include it. Sorry. Okay. Oh, I'll send those after. Yeah. So um, these these are the these are the main tips that I, I would give all of you from sort of my learnings are don't don't make it reliant on you to come up with all the questions. 
on the webinar. So for me, my my personal preference and sort of for me, what I would do if I was in your shoes as a recruiter is I would do a, and host a webinar where it wasn't just you, like what this is now. I would opt and go for um, a webinar in which there's a panel. And the reason for that is because you want you want to be able to get your target audience, clients and candidates on this webinar and involved. So for me, I would opt for a webinar in which you get other people involved, they're on the panel or whatnot. And my go-to advice would be don't make it so reliant where it's like down to you to ask all the questions. And what I mean by that is pretty much the second point, which is like as part of the registration, which you can do really easy and make it a required field, which all of you did for me and I've done for all of my webinars and it's been so, so, so useful, is make sure that when people sign up, they have to submit a question. And it could be as simple as what's your question for the panel? And what that means is, is when you obviously um, you'll, you'll be able to download all the uh, all the registrations and the attendee information, you'll then have a field which is full of questions. So what I do and what I did for this and the other webinars that I've done and what you'll be able to do, which is really useful, is when you prepare for this webinar, you look at all the questions that people submitted and there will be some people that may put NA or not submit, but I'd say 75% of people will submit a question, look through the questions and then prepare for it and look at the most common ones the ones that have come up the most and then basically have them have them on your phone on here i I use evernote or something like that just write them somewhere where you can see them easily and what you can then do is just reference the question and ask it whenever you're sort of feeling the the conversation is going a bit stale or whatever hit them with an audience question right and obviously it's going to be interactive and there's going to be live Q&A op- opportunities, but that is what I would do and that's really helped. And that's meant that I'm not stressing and really reliant on, oh, I, need, I, w- I need to come up with good questions and I want to make sure that I ask the questions they want me to say. That's my, my real practical go-to advice on that one. And, and then this ties into the next part. Like For me, a good webinar is I want all of you guys to feel involved. And like in, in my opinion... I think that's what the great things are with webinars. Like instead of just me, which I'm obviously doing a lot of now, like me just talking to you guys. But if I was hosting a webinar where there's a panel and stuff like that, I would want everyone attending to make it feel like they're really involved. And you, for me, I think that's a better webinar experience. So another tip that um, I've sort of been doing recently, which I know has gone down well, I've got messages and stuff is like, when you then ask these questions, quote people's name, like people like, like that's, that's a cool thing to do. Right. So I could go right now, Glenn Salvum. Yeah. Great, great point there. Or I've got this great question from Ez Khan. And he said this, like, like put people on the pedestal and say, great question from such and such. This is what their question was like, make the audience involved. And um, I think that's really important. And just to skip to the final point, just to add to that is be human and make sure you communicate to how people can join in. So you notice at the beginning of this, I sort of just did a bit of housekeeping and said, this is how you can get involved. This is what you need to do, blah, blah, blah. Just always open your webinar like that. And if you want people to interact, a really good tip that I've noticed that works really well. And I got this from learning. I attended a webinar on similar on sort of uh, key things you can do on zoom to get people engaged on training sessions and stuff is the first thing that you should get your audience to do is interact so for example when all of you came in the room i could have gone hey guys look really excited to have you all here um 
just this is the these are the this is how you can engage these are the sort of house rules this is how you can use this platform and look just to kick that off all of it'd be great if all of you right now could um use the chat pane or use the q a use the chat pane q a pane and say and i'd love to know where all of you guys are right now where are you tuning in from where are you listening from and that gets people using it straight out the gate so that gives you more of a chance for people to get involved if within the first five minutes they've used it and they've interacted that's another really good good tip and a piece of advice as well and then what i've come to realize as well from from my own learning the final point here guys is definitely give yourself enough time to promote it i mean within four weeks i did like two a week and i and it, i was like fucking hell this is getting hard to promote now <laughs> it, it does take quite a bit of work so what, what i'm going to be doing now is either one one a week or one every two weeks so you have enough of a runway to promote it because i'm going to go into it in a second is you do have to be proactive you do have to pick up the phone and say have you seen the webinar that i'm doing you do have to send messages so that does take time as well as just the marketing of it so give yourself enough of a runway to give you enough time to promote it um is the final point there so there, there that's my sort of advice um on that <clears throat> so how how can sort of webinars help you right now in terms of a sort of sales recruiter capacity? For me, the main one is business development massively. This is a big one that I talk about in terms of why I think it's a great opportunity to, to start a podcast as well. But I think for me, from the conversations that I've been having anyway with, with my clients and recruiters is that obviously in terms of, um, so Gary, I'm going to go into that in a second. Um, but thanks for that question. I will answer that. Um, so in terms of the, the BD strategy and why this can help and impact business development is I feel like the sort of point where we are with all of this stuff going on and where we are with it sort of, yeah, in the timeline is like, if you're doing business development right now, I'd, I'd probably like to, I'd, I'd like to think that you've probably had quite a few sort of check-in and catch-up calls right now where you've sort of, it's not it's been business development but you're sort of calling people and going hey just wanted to give you a call checking in how are you finding things what's going on in your room blah 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 and that's obviously business development and you're calling people but obviously once you've done that a couple of times there's only so much you could do of that so in terms of a webinar and and how it can really help on the business development standpoint it can really equip you with a brand new thing to talk about that will be useful and, and people want to listen to so for me, how the webinar piece can help is if you're literally getting on the phone to existing or target clients saying, hey, which one's give you a quick call? I haven't spoken to loads of people like you that are having these similar challenges or headaches, blah, blah, blah. We've actually decided to host a webinar. We're going to be talking about this, this, and this. How open would you or any of your team be, be in attending a webinar like this? I guarantee you that's going to get quite a few yeses and it will go down well. So for me, the webinar piece, it, it's, it will be a great, um business development tool <clears throat> um okay so wait sorry guys i'm just looking at the um marker's answered so liz you just submitted the question but not in initial can make it i want to okay cool right so let me just um answer some questions here actually sorry sorry to just go back and forth let me just f finalize this final point and then the, and then the final bit that i've spoken to my clients who have done webinars this is what they found really effective as well obviously i've got some interesting data on how many people we expect to attend and register and stuff like that but when people attend uh, sorry when people register obviously they're gonna have to hand over their email so 
that also gives you a really unique opportunity to follow up as well on the phone and, and reach out to people. Hey, Gary, look, just wanted to give you a call and um, get, get, hopefully get some feedback on the webinar. How did you find it? Any topics you'd love to discuss further, blah, blah, blah. And that's going to be a great opportunity to sort of say, look, do you know what we do at X agency? So there's so there's two there's two parts of the the BD piece. It's the the before. You can be really proactive and call people and say, look, I'm not talk, calling you about jobs, blah, blah, blah. I'm talking to you about a webinar and you should find it useful. Two, the follow-up, calling people after and saying, how did you find it? Did you enjoy it? Any feedback, any topics that you'd love me to cover in the future? And also then if there's an opportunity and you want to use it as an opportunity to go, hey, by the way, do you know what we do here at our agency and what we're doing, blah, 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 right? It naturally goes into these types of conversations. That, that's the BD opportunity in the sales part, I think. Um, right, let me answer some questions, guys. Um, yeah, so Mark Thomas, um, I will be sending it out as a recording and you'll get the um, the slide deck. So Liz Never, uh, Liz, good, good to see you as always. Appreciate your support. So, Hisham, I'm hosting a webinar next week through Zoom with a cap on 25 attendees. It's with a key speaker on cybersecurity with specific leaders in education. I was planning on sending them the, the link to Zoom, but not all initial attendees can make it. I wanted to open up to candidates outside of education to make up numbers. I want to create a landing page, as you said. Would it be effective to advertise it on LinkedIn and put the Zoom link in the comments and state there are limited spaces? Yeah, that seems like a good plan. So, so I'm assuming, Liz, that you haven't put, you're just using Zoom, like, so you're inviting 25 people to your Zoom link. You're going to turn off people's cameras or mute everyone and just do it on that rather than purchasing the webinar uh, functionality with Zoom. So I'm assuming that's why you're doing that. So, I mean, if you if you haven't got the webinar functionality and you haven't paid for that on Zoom, then the landing page might just be more of a headache than it's worth. But what you could do is use Eventbrite. You could do that. But it seems like you're a bit further down the line, so I probably wouldn't do that. So what I would do is, yeah, put, put a post out there and say there are limited spaces. That's a good thing to say. It'll create a bit of urgency. And say if you want to join, then um, um, drop drop a message below with a comment yes, and I'll send you a link. I think that's what you're better off doing. So, so that would be my advice to that, Liz. See how that goes, and then maybe look at um, buying the webinar functionality. So then you just have a bit more um, better features on the Zoom to do Q and A, to create a landing page that, that will probably be useful to do polls. It, that might be useful to do that, but do that first one. That's great that you're taking action, and then do that. <clears throat> Gary Howard, how are you promoting? How do you choose the target market? I've got I've got a couple of slides on how to promote it, so I'll leave that for just now. But the the target market, Gary, for me, it's it's got to be a clients or candidates. It's as simple as that. Obviously, we want this to be we want this to be um, useful and to add value to people that you want to be building relationship relationships with at the end of the day. So for me. It's got to be clients or candidates. If you want the webinar to help you to speak to more clients right now, then make it focus on clients and hiring managers. If you want it, to, if you want the opportunity to speak to more candidates right now, then then flip it. Obviously, it could be it could be useful for both, and it will likely be useful for both in your market. But choose your target market. It's your client and candidate. For me, it's as, it's as simple as that. Um, okay, Liz, perfect. I'm glad. Uh, I'm glad that helped. Okay, cool. So the follow-up, so you got the before for BD and the follow-up. 
Yeah, so I think look, all, all I wanted to say is like, let's not forget, like for me right now, what's going on, the decisions you're making, what you're doing, it, it will be remembered. And hosting a webinar, giving value to your industry right now will definitely help you be remembered. So I think that's why webinars and a lot of people are doing them. I think it's a great option. And they're also, they are actually also quite fun, guys. <laughs> I was really nervous for the first couple but once you do one or two like they are really fun so i think what i also wanted what i also wanted to say and make clear is you might get caught up on oh, how many people like how many people are going to attend am i going to even get that many people but honestly um let's not forget that the people that register the people that attend they're just numbers on screens like i can see some of your names now it's just a name on the screen but like do not forget that these people that attend, engage, register, whatever, they're, they're real human beings. So all of you will know and understand how valuable it is to have 10, 12, 8, 30, 40 people of your target audience in the same room. Like that's how you should visualize it. Basically, you hosting a webinar is basically hosting an event where you get to grab the attention of your target audience, your clients and candidates for a period of time. And that's super valuable and really useful to do so don't don't forget that and it's definitely going to help you be remembered as we start um coming out of the back of this <clears throat> so promoting the webinar tips gary hopefully this will help to your point getting people to attend so all, all i will say guys is it definitely needs to be proactive and with your marketing so do not expect this is what i've definitely realized do not expect to host a webinar and everyone to flock there like it is going to take work to get people there and it is going to require marketing effort. So tip one, as I said, I would opt for the panel panelist approach. Make sure you get the panelists to share with their network that they're coming on the webinar. So if you're smart and you get people that have a good brand already in your industry, in your market, then hopefully that will um, do some of the hard work for you when these people shout about it to their networks because hopefully people in their network would like to see or hear or see what they have to say if they've got um, a, a good brand and are respected in their market. So that's the first thing. Make sure you get the people on the webinar to shout about it to their networks so you're not just reliant on your own network. I've definitely found that sort of, Obviously, I'm, I said about the two-week um, runway. Yes, you can get people to sign up two weeks before the webinar, but what I've personally found, if you're going to give this some real marketing effort, like put put time aside, make sure it's probably within the 48 hours of the webinar. I've definitely found that sort of doing it a day before and on the day, you get an influx of people signing up on the day, and also sort of a day before is also a good time to to shout about it. So I would say that if you're going to put all your eggs into one basket, uh, all your eggs into a, a particular time period to promote it and give yourself the best possible chance of getting as many people there, I would do it in that 48-hour window. And then, um, yeah, in terms of marketing, Gary, what, what I would do is bring to life the conversations you're likely to discuss on the webinar. So obviously you're going to do the typical post of hosting this webinar, got such and such, sign up below, those types of posts, which is basically saying sign up for my webinar. But what I found what I found to be really effective um, is to talk about and discuss and communicate with your content the types of things you're going to talk about on the webinar and then say, and we're going to be doing a webinar on this, sign up below. And I've got an example in a sec. So 
not just sort of saying and, and sharing content, which is sign up for my webinar, like using your content to say and communicate like why you're putting it on, the things we're going to be talking about, and hey, by the way, we're actually going to do a webinar on this if you want to join. And then last but not least, guys, get on the phone, ask people, message, be proactive, email your database, segment of your database. Like you have to be proactive. So yes, you need to market it. Yes, you need to create some content to to make people aware of it. But don't underestimate like how impactful it will be for you to call people and say, have you, ch- have you seen that we're doing a webinar? And likewise, messaging. I've had to do a lot of that. I've had to do the legwork. And for those of you that have been to a few of mine, you definitely would have got at least two free messages so i'm practicing what i preach here and it will create you have to be proactive as well so that that's my sort of advice on the promotion uh chris hearties is there an ideal time to hold a webinar yep i've got that in a sec um with the host speaking uh liz with the host speaking how can i enable him to share a screen to deliver his presentation we are having a practice run on Monday. Yeah, Liz, that, that's a really simple Zoom function. Don't worry about that. So that's great that you're doing a practice run. So um, um, your, your speaker will be able to um, share, share their screen. That, that's no problem. Don't, don't, don't be worried about that. Chris, I've got a um, slide on all the things that you've asked in, in a second. <clears throat> so this, this is what I mean by that, guys. So obviously you're going to, as I said, and I've repeated myself, but you're going to have the, hey guys, hosting the webinar, sign up. But this is what I found to be really effective where I've, I've got a lot of signups from. So this is just a post I did about personal branding. And guess what? I'm doing a, a, a webinar on personal branding. So instead of me just jumping online and saying, hey guys, I'm doing a webinar on personal branding, like sign up, I've gone, are these your challenges? Are this what you're thinking about? Are these your thoughts towards personal branding? If so, we're going to be discussing it on this webinar. Sign up below. So that that's just a bit more of a, a smarter way to promote um, the webinar without just saying sign up, basically. And I've found that to be really effective. And then the next part, guys, that I wanted to communicate to all of you is make sure that if you do do this, which I'd like to think hopefully quite a few of you will take action, like make sure you squeeze as much juice out of your efforts. And what I mean by that is if you're – putting in the work, getting people to sign up, you're doing it, make sure that you maximize the time and effort that you put into it. And that's more of the afters, like make sure that you use the webinar to your advantage after. So make sure it's recorded so you can upload it to YouTube after or with with some platforms, the more expensive ones, what you can do is I can then put this recording on the landing page that all of you registered for. And for you to watch the replay, you have to then give my, you have you have to sign up and, and input your email, which is obviously another way to gather leads. So just make sure that one, you definitely record the webinar because there's going to be some good content in there, or at least you're using it after. And then also make sure that you're creating and sharing content like extracted from that webinar. So you should easily be able to produce three or four posts that sort of have come from the webinar and you bring to life the conversations and discussions that you had. So just make sure you squeeze the juice out of the efforts you put into this. It's important. You want to maximize the time and effort you put into this and the the marketing and the content that you can get out of um, the webinar after is obviously really useful and, and make sure that you have that in mind. So just an example of this is a post that I did um, I hosted a live podcast with Tony Bates and Neil Carberry, CEO of the REC. And as you can see, reading that, 
I just bring to life one of the things that we discussed, which was about furlough, which was about can you create content or not? And then I've said, look, if you want to hear Niels and take an advice on this, skip to nine minutes and watch the replay, right? So make sure that we're squeezing the juice out of the efforts and time you're putting into this webinar and doing this webinar. And this is also a good positive of doing a webinar is that there will be plenty of opportunity to bring to life the discussion points, the conversations in content afterwards that would obviously be really useful to all of you. Um, it was annoying. So Ez Khan, um, good question. Last week I signed up to a webinar and I got four check-in emails prior to the event. It was annoying enough for me to cancel my attendance. How much would you recommend uh, in touch with your audience prior to the webinar? Yeah, good question. So what's set up as um, automatic with this platform, which I think is a perfect amount, and what I'd probably recommend as is I would um, send one email a day before the event and basically, and you would have got, and well, you wouldn't have got them because you signed up late, but everyone that attended would have got these. So one day before the event, hey, Ez, it's me. Just wanted to let you know that the webinar's in 24 hours time. This is what we're going to be discussing. This is the link to join. Don't forget it. I'm really looking forward to seeing you there. So what, 24 hours before. And then the other one that I send out is 30 minutes before. So I think two is a good amount of touch points. So one the day before, just to remind people, oh, yeah, I've got that in my diary. I forgot about that. And then also the like on the day, 30 minutes before, hey, Ez, got this webinar in a sec. Really looking forward to seeing you there. So I reckon two touch points is enough. And hopefully that won't annoy too many people. But I agree, four checking emails is way too much. I think that's way, that's over-egging it. Like what's, what, yeah, what is the point in that? So, so that would be my advice to that, Ez. Hope that helps. <clears throat> so um useful information that i have used and looked at so again what i'm gonna do is just send you the links here guys so just to save you the hassle so these are just links that are just really useful information to look at one of them was in 2017 but i just think it's still it's a good sort of benchmark so click those links open up those um Open up, open up those tabs, and there's just some good data points in there. But these are the key ones for me, guys. From loads of data, different sources, people definitely prefer, prefer to attend webinars on Tuesday, Wednesdays, and Thursdays. They would be the days that I go for, and I've always done them on Tuesdays or Wednesdays or Thursdays. Um, 11 a.m. to 2 p.m., best time to host. There's loads of sources on white, on um, data backing that up. So I've done um, a couple at 11 a.m., and I've done um, quite a few at 2 p.m., and, and they've been really good times. And they've always got consistent a number of attendees and, and um, um, people registering. So I would go for those times, either 11 a.m. or 2 p.m. Um, so I think this is this is an important stat, guys. So, obviously, there's going to be different sources out there, but 78% of webinars have 50 people and under 50 people and under attend. Don't be hard on yourself. So you don't get too caught up in our. Oh, I've only got 15 people sign up. It's going to be shit. Blah blah blah. Like remember thinking of all the webinars that are being done right now on average 78 percent like 50 people or under attend so don't be too hard on yourself if you've got 12 13 14 15 people there like remember they're real human beings and that is still useful even if it's three people 10 people obviously you want more people there and i get it but don't i think that's a really interesting start 
This is another really interesting one as well. 78% of webinars use live Q&A. Make sure you give the people what they want. I think that, again, come back to my point of making people engaged and interact and want to interact. Like, make sure there's always a segment to do Q&A. Like, I think, especially when you're doing a panel, like, I think that's what people want personally and what people get a lot of value out of. Um, and then, look, this is another important one. Different sources say between 35 to 45% is the average attendance of webinars. So just think of that when you get your numbers of the amount of people that register. Work to the worst case scenario, thirty-five percent of people are going to attend, and that'll give you a real idea. Um, now, me personally, I guess it definitely helps with obviously I've built up a brand over a long period of time and the network and these types of things. So I've I've been getting anywhere between seventy to seventy-five percent attendance rate. That's just me personally, but I think sort of expecting 45 50 percent plus it is probably pretty is pretty safe and i think that normally will happen i think that's what i've been surprised obviously people put in their email and you do get quite a good good commitment rate out of people so um yeah that they're the sort of numbers that i'd look at and be committed to um jürgen klipstein how do you develop and plan your webinar good question so i'm gonna Okay, so I'm going on to questions now, guys. So just last 15 minutes, just hit me with questions. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give these a go. Right, so so Mark Thomas, I'd like to think that I've answered your question on how to get people to attend your webinar. So, so I've covered that. <clears throat> um, so I'm going to answer, Jürgen, your question. How do you develop and plan your webinar? Great point. So I will be honest with you. I don't do a whole lot of planning, but I think that's because of the podcast that I've done for over two years now, I do have a confident, I, I'm confident in my own ability of asking questions, facilitating conversations and, and doing that. So if I was in your shoes and you may not have that, I would say um, my best advice would be to over-prepare. So I would, Jürgen, I would definitely get a panel and the plan and what I would think about would be the first 10, 15 minutes, I would I would know the questions I'm going to ask. So the first 10, 15 minutes of that webinar is going to be setting the scene, sort of getting people a bit comfortable, just having a bit of an open conversation. But what I would do, Jürgen, is I would have my first three questions that I'm going to ask the panel written down, and they're the questions I'm going to ask. So I, I, I've got that blanket of I know what questions I'm going to ask. And then... What I would then plan for is 30 minutes to 40 minutes of questions and answers and just having a conversation. So my plan would be back to the point of if I was in your shoes, Jürgen, I would make sure that you're getting people to submit questions. So what I would do in my plan would be, right, so I'm going to get all the questions up that are most popular. I'm going to look at the ones that I want to ask and we'll maneuver the conversation and I've got these bank of questions that I can rely on um, as we're sort of having this conversation. So um, that would be my plan. And then the last 10, 15 minutes would be live Q&A. That, that's how I would do it, Jürgen. So, so I hope that helps, but it would be to over-prepare. So have questions that you're definitely going to ask. Have questions that you can lean on to, to ask that have been cultivated by the audience. And then hopefully by the end, there'll be some good opportunity to um, do some Q&A so i hope that helps um Jürgen. Da, da, da. okay cool right so if you have any questions guys let me know um afghan what was the best webinar you have held and why 
Oh, that's a good question. Um, I'll go. I'll go from feedback and the most attended one, which was uh, the personal branding one. So, why? What? Why was that? Why was that the best, and why? So, I think one right now a lot of recruiters are thinking about building their brand or it's become even more important or it's become more higher on the priority list with what's going on so i think what what makes a webinar more better is if it's on a topic and a theme that is being thought about and a lot of people are thinking about so i think that's the first thing is if you're if you're talking about a topic and theme that will resonate with people that's going to give you the best possible chance of being at a great webinar and and for it to be really useful and valuable for people is if you're talking about a topic that a lot of people are thinking about so that definitely helped with that and then um i think uh why was was just that is because i was talking about a topic that people found useful i think that's for me that should be the objective i think the objective should be with your webinar to provide value make it useful informative and what's going to really help that is if you're answering people's questions and you're helping and you're doing it on topics that people deem important right now. So, so that that's what I'd probably say in Afghan. So I hope that helps. Um, Chris, have you heard of a platform called Ecamm? If so, what are your thoughts on the streaming live through it? Chris, I have not. I am sorry. <laughs> so I guess I so I haven't done streaming live or LinkedIn live or anything like that. But if I'm honest, I don't know. I I, I do quite like the webinar piece. I think obviously live live work and you can do youtube live and all these types of things but i don't know i i, I think the sort of interactiveness of a webinar the q a the function that we're using right now is just a bit more slick than than the live options in in my opinion um but i haven't used ecam and i haven't got an opinion so apologies would you suggest setting up as a webinar yeah I, I would do a webinar that that would be my that would be my choice chris personally i think it's, it will be a lot easier to manage the engagement people interacting and it's just a bit more bit more slick i, th- I think that that's what i would opt for um and then maybe go from there um uh sorry if i pronounce this wrong but binium burhi do you transfer the dialogue of your webinar to your podcast could it be useful yeah i, I do that's exactly what i do Again, thinking about squeezing as much juice out of you taking the time to do a webinar, how you can use it after. Obviously, with me recording this, I'm going to get a video after that I can put up to I can put up to YouTube. And also, what you can do, I'm pretty sure you can do it on any laptop, but what you can do really easily is when you then get the video file, which I can download after this, you can then right-click the video and then put encode uh, encode to audio file and then you get just the audio only file and then i upload that as a podcast so yeah definitely binium you can use the audio of this for a podcast and i think what's really important there binium is if you're going to use it as a podcast audio is that for someone listening what's really important if they're not getting the visuals is that they get the context so i think it's really important to say people's name and ask and repeat the question that was asked because if I if I was just answering your questions right now without saying what the question was, if I was to listen back, it's going to be pretty confusing. <laughs> so I think that's just important to have in mind, and that's what I've definitely made sure that I do. Um, Afghan, do you think subtitles are good to include in the webinar? I don't think so. I don't know. Unless, unless, um, unless you you can't speak very clearly 
<laughs> I don't even know how you do that either. I have no idea. So I, Afghan, I think I think you're overthinking it. Like, don't worry about subtitles. Maybe after when you share some video snippets from it or whatever. But right now, you don't need subtitles. I like definitely not. But yeah, Lauren, that's interesting you say that. That's my opinion. Like, whenever I've gone on LinkedIn Live, it's just weird. Like, I don't know. Like, when you're engaging, it's like a comment. And it's, I don't know, I, I, I haven't actually done one, but I feel like it's not really, in, it's not that, it's not as interactive and it's not as easy to interact and when you're delivering it to keep an eye on the comments and stuff like that. I, I Yeah, so I think these are sort of a bit better. <clears throat> um, Ian, how do you set up the podcast channel to Apple and Google Play? Bit of a different question on, on webinars, but uh, Ian, if you're, if you're sort of further down the route on the podcast front, Basically, you need to upload your audio to a podcast hosting platform. So basically, Google, Buzzsprout, Podbean, um, or Anchor, or uh, Captivate. Google those, and they will order the job for you and get that sorted. Uh, Liz Never, what's the difference between a live webinar and a live podcast? There isn't. It's It's just calling it that there just isn't the reason why I've gone for the reason why I've called some of my webinars a live podcast webinar is because it's attached to the podcast and it's yeah it's a it's it's a live podcast really but it's also a webinar so there's no difference it's the same thing it's completely the same thing it's a live in the moment right now I'm in my room right now at 11 52 a.m you're engaging with me you're on this webinar you're with me and on this on this platform so it's live if it's a podcast if you call it a webinar a podcast webinar you're only going to call it a podcast webinar if it's if you're attaching it to your podcast and you're doing it as a podcast episode there's no difference it's it's the exact same thing um uh chris appreciate your business when you started what kind of numbers were you getting attending maybe more so on the podcast other things i don't know you said you've only just started webinars yeah chris look on the podcast been doing it for two and uh two and years and and like a month or so um two months yeah i was getting like 30 40 50 listens on the podcast early on so that can give you a bit of an idea it it will take time and it will build momentum but honestly guys like don't underestimate the amount of people that will want to find out how people are getting on right now they, they've got really used to going on video calls, which this is a bit similar to. Um, so what, like, I think when I've spoken to clients that have sort of taken action on a webinar idea, they've been really surprised the amount of people that did attend or at least registered. And I think a big part of that right now is people have become really accustomed and, and used to jumping on video. People have probably attended more webinars than they ever have before in this period. And also um, I think hopefully the topic and the theme that you talk about is going to be something that more than one person is thinking about. So there's a really good chance, Chris, that you'd be surprised at the amount of people that attend and and want to get involved. But to answer your question, yeah, it it, it did take time. And podcast listens, getting 30, 40, 50 listens per episode a month um, to give you an idea. But definitely don't underestimate the amount of people that would be willing to attend a webinar. Um, I think you'd be pleasantly surprised. <clears throat> yep, Liz, that's definitely the case. Okay, cool. Um, right, so as we're coming to the end here. So if there's uh, Joe Stacy, what is the best way to structure them? I.e. fixed question. So just a quick one on the Joe Stacy question, which is quite similar. People saying, how would you do it? Blah, blah, blah. 
So for me, I think just my advice to all of you is definitely do it with a panel. I think that would be, I think that would be the most beneficial and um, best way to do it. And um, so my, my advice would be to structure the sort of first 10, 15 minutes. So know the questions you're going to ask and then sort of have an open flowing conversation, freestyle, but have questions that you cannot answer and do it that way. And then make sure you've got a bit of a segment like this where people can interact, ask their questions and, and do it that way. I think that's a pretty solid stretcher. And that's what I've been doing. First 10, 15 minutes. These are going to be the first three questions that I'm going to ask you guys. And this is what to expect. And um, then I've got questions from the audience. That's that's what I would do. Uh, Chris, uploading the webinars to your podcast, is it simple to upload? And what platform do you record your pod on? We use Anchor currently. Okay, so yeah, if you're using Anchor, then no stress, you upload it to that. So basically what you'll need to do, Chris, is, um, yeah, so really simply, you're going to get a video from this. You'll then download the video. You'll then um, be able to uh, rip out the audio only file from the video and then you'll be able to do like you have been doing with your other podcast episodes just upload the audio file to anchor and, and that'll, that'll do the trick mate so that it, it's really easy don't don't be too stressed about it you'll you'll work it out if not google will help you out on youtube but it's it's super easy okay so eleven fifty six. if there's if any of you are thinking oh, i really want to ask this question Get it in now before I uh, close this out. But make sure make sure you've got those links, guys. I'll, I'll actually, we know what I'll send it in an email as well. I'll send it in the follow up email with the replay. I'll send it with the links that I've sent you today on the public chat thing. I will um, I'll uh, send it in an email so you can all have access to that. But look, guys, I, I hope you enjoyed that. Got use out of it. Thank you. Now you've done that. So look, if you if you guys are going to take action, get your first webinar done, and you're like, oh my god, I wish I had Hisham's help right now. Just just drop me a message. I'm happy to help. But honestly, guys, parting words would be: don't get too bogged down with the tech. Like, use Zoom, take action, do it, get it in the diary, say openly to the public that you're going to host one, so you have no other option but to do it. Take action, do your first one, and then learn from it and um, go from there. But yeah, guys, take action. Um, hope you enjoyed it. And look, keep going. We're going to get through this together. And um, I hope you will enjoy the rest of your week and weekend. It's meant to be sunny. So I am super excited. But I'm going to um, end this webinar now. So thank you guys for joining me. Really appreciate it. And if you need help with anything, just drop me a message. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast. I really want to ensure this podcast remains valuable and relevant for all of you. If you have topics or questions you would love me to cover with future guests, then please get in touch with me. Best place to get me is on LinkedIn. Just search Hishimazoos and drop me a message. I would love to hear from you. Finally, if you have two minutes, it would be greatly appreciated if you could leave an honest review for the podcast. It will simply mean that I can reach more people with this podcast. You can easily leave a review for the podcast by clicking the link in the episode notes 
or by going to ratethispodcast.com forward slash rollercoaster. Thank you again for listening. <laughs>